1: rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm proudly presents the rowan report a weekly news magazine that recaps local national and international news that affects you and now the rowan radio news team
2: good morning and welcome to the rowan report here on rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm i'm Allie bruce with the rowan radio news team Some of this week's headlines include President Biden addressed the baby formula shortage, Shanghai restricts access to food and emergency services, and a manhunt is on for a gunman in New Jersey. Here's your National News Recap for the week of May 8th. (music) President Biden is directing his administration to work urgently to solve the baby formula shortage across the U.S., so said White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Biden met with retailers and infant formula manufacturers. He promised full help in ensuring that baby formula is safe and available across the U.S. Saki stressed the president will use every tool available to the government to alleviate the crisis. She said that includes cutting every element of red tape. She warned about some parents hoarding baby formula. The White House is also taking steps to eliminate price gouging. A Democratic abortion bill is hitting the wall in the Senate. It failed to hit a 60-vote threshold needed to move forward in a Senate procedural vote. The measure would have locked in federal protections for abortion rights. Americans are thinking about the economy and abortions as they gear up to head to the polls for the midterms. A Monmouth University survey found that 26% of respondents said the economy is the top concern influencing their vote. Meanwhile, abortions are trailing shortly behind at 25%. This is in contrast to the university's 2018 poll, which found the top issues were health care, the economy, and immigration. The latest poll was conducted following the Supreme Court draft opinion that was leaked showing the high court is considering overturning the landmark abortion case Roe v. Wade. The midterm elections will be held in November. The House committee investigating last year's attack on the Capitol is sending subpoenas to minority leader Kevin McCarthy and four other Republicans. Those four are Ohio's Jim Jordan, Arizona's Andy Biggs, Pennsylvania's Scott Perry, and Mo Brooks of Alabama. All five Republicans refused invitations to testify voluntarily and are closely aligned with former President Trump. UNICEF says around 100 kids were killed in Ukraine in the month of April. They warn the number could be significantly higher as the conflict between Ukraine and Russia has created a child protection crisis. A UNICEF official said education is also under attack, as schools keep being used for military purposes. The official added even more children may have been injured and face grave violations of their rights. They said millions of children throughout Ukraine have been displaced. Inflation slowed slightly in April, suggesting the sharp rise might have peaked. Figures out Thursday morning show the consumer price index rose three tenths percent last month and was up 8.3% over April 2021. That's slightly better than the March inflation rate, which was up 8.5% over March of last year. A new report from the Washington Department of Health shows childhood immunization rates declined 13% in 2021. The greatest decline, nearly 10%, was in kids younger than 3 years old. Vaccination rates decreased nearly 4% for kids ages 4 to 12. For kids older than 13, vaccination rates increase nearly 2%. Health officials are reminding parents that vaccinations are required for preschool, kindergarten, school, or child care this fall, and scheduling well-child visits early can help make sure kids are ready. Baltimore City Council President Nick Mosby is denying any wrongdoing after he was accused of violating the city's ethics laws. The Board of Ethics says Mosby illegally solicited donations to cover legal expenses for him and his wife, Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby. In a statement, Mosby said he categorically denies he committed any breach of the city's ethics codes and is completely perplexed by its findings. State's Attorney Mosby faces a September trial on perjury and a false statement charges related to the purchase of two Florida vacation homes. The board says Nick Mosby must ask the group that's collected donations on his behalf to stop and then return all the funds back to the donors. Oregon Governor Kate Brown has ordered all flags at Oregon Public Buildings to be flown at half-staff until sunset May 16th in memory of the nearly 1 million Americans who have died from COVID-19. That includes 7,584 Oregonians. Brown says every life lost to COVID-19 is a tragedy, and too many families are now without a friend, family member, or other loved one. Los Angeles City Councilman Joe Buscano is dropping out of the race to be the next L.A. mayor. He's endorsing Rick Caruso, who's a billionaire developer hovering near the front of the pack of that race. Democratic Congresswoman Karen Bass is also a top contender. Also running are L.A. City Attorney Mike Foyer and L.A. City Councilman Kevin DeLion. A passenger with no flying experience landed a plane in Florida after the pilot passed out. In an audio recording from the flight, the passenger, Darren Harrison, can be heard telling air traffic control a serious situation was unfolding. An air traffic controller who also teaches new pilots helped guide the man down to Palm Beach International Airport just after noon on Tuesday. The two later met on the tarmac for a hug. The pilot of the Cessna 208 had been flying to Florida from the Bahamas when he told his two passengers he wasn't feeling well, according to the Federal Aviation Administration. He fell against the controls, putting the small aircraft into a nosedive and a sharp turn. The nature of the medical emergency has not been revealed, but the pilot is being treated in the hospital. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news.
3: This is Connor Brown with your international news report. According to the BBC, Shanghai officials will over the next few days further restrict access to food and hospitals in some parts of the city, the most severe phase of its extended lockdown yet. Commercial food deliveries are not allowed and access to hospitals for all emergencies must first be approved. Neighbors of COVID-19 cases and others living close by are also being forced into government quarantine facilities. Shanghai is now in its seventh week of citywide restrictions. Confirmed cases have fallen significantly from their peak, but authorities have not been able to hit the target of what they call societal zero, where no cases are reported outside of quarantine facilities. Despite the tougher measures, Shanghai officials insist that people living in half the city's districts are now free to leave their homes and walk around. In another story coming from China, this time from usnews.com, China's military said on Wednesday that it had monitored and warned a U.S. warship that had sailed through the sensitive Taiwan Strait, a mission that happened shortly after China carried out drills near the island. The U.S. Navy's 7th Fleet said the guided missile cruiser USS Port Royal conducted a routine Taiwan Strait transit through international waters in accordance with international law on Tuesday, the second such mission in two weeks. The United States has been carrying out such voyages about once a month, angering China, which views them as a sign of support for Taiwan, the democracy-governed island that Beijing views as Chinese territory. The People's Liberation Army's Eastern Theater Command said in a statement that its forces had monitored the ship throughout and warned it. The United States frequently stages such dramas and provokes trouble sending raw signals to the Taiwan independent forces and deliberately intensifies tensions across the Taiwan Strait. It added, theater troops maintain high alert at all times, resolutely counteract all threats and provocations, and resolutely defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity. The U.S. Navy said the ship transited through a corridor in the strait that is beyond the territorial sea of any coastal state. From The Guardian, North Korea has declared a severe national emergency after confirming its first outbreak of COVID-19, prompting its leader, King Jong-un, to vow to quickly eliminate the virus. State media reported on Thursday that a subvariant of the highly transmittable Omicron virus known as BA.2 has been detected in the capital, Pyongyang. There has been the biggest emergency incident in the country, with a hole in our emergency quarantine front that has been kept safely over the past two years and three months since February 2020, the official KCNA news agency said. The report said that people in Pyongyang had contracted the Omicron virus without providing details on case numbers or possible sources of infection. North Korea had claimed it had not recorded a single case of COVID-19 since it closed its borders at the start of the pandemic more than two years ago. The discovery of the Omicron variant presents a potentially serious risk to North Korea, which has not vaccinated any of its 25 million people, according to experts, and its poorly resourced healthcare system would also struggle to cope with a major outbreak. The country so far has shunned vaccines offered by the UN backed COVAX distribution program, possibly because administering the jabs would require international monitoring. The Seoul based NK News reported that areas of Pyongyang had been locked down for two days. Multiple sources have also heard reports of panic buying due to the uncertainty of when the lockdown might end, it said, citing the sources in the city. According to Ukrainian President Zelensky, Russian troops have fired 2,154 missiles and flown 2,770 times over the sky. In fact, the Ukrainian president said as Europe celebrated its VE Day on May 8th and Russia marked its own celebration on May 9th, Russia targeted 25 missiles at the Odessa region with most landing in civilian areas. According to Pentagon officials, Russia may have fired between 10 and 12 hypersonic missiles since the Ukraine invasion began on February 24th. Russia pounded Odessa with hypersonic missiles on May 9th as the country was celebrating Victory Day over Nazi Germany and World War II. And that was your international news report for this week.
0: I'm Carly Murray and here is your local news. Police are on the hunt for a gunman after a 15-year-old girl was killed by a stray bullet Wednesday night in Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson Mayor Andre Saya, said four men in their 20s and 30s were also hit, but he's worried about more violence. The shooting happened around 10.30 p.m. at Madison and Essex streets. The 15-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene while the men were taken to the hospital. Wednesday afternoon in Sussex County, New Jersey, a local woman was attacked by a black bear while checking her mail. According to New Jersey State Police, the woman was admitted to the hospital with injuries and the bear has yet to be caught. Bear confrontations are not uncommon in the area and the public is advised to avoid approaching them if spotted. New Jersey authorities are willing to pay big money for unwanted firearms. The state's Attorney General's office is teaming up with the Morris County Prosecutor's Office to host gun buyback events this weekend in Bud Lake and Parsippany. New Jerseyans can anonymously turn in up to three guns with no questions asked. The payout for each gun is up to 300 bucks. It's an all-clear after a suspicious device was found in New York near the Metropolitan Museum and Central Park on 5th Avenue Thursday morning. NYPD Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism John Miller said it was a chained-up black box with padlocks. Police, ATF, and bomb squad agents were called to the scene around 8.15 a.m., There were NYPD cameras rolling where the box was left, and Miller says leaving the suspicious package is a crime. A Long Island woman was caught carrying nine boxes of ammunition at JFK Airport's security checkpoint. The Hicksville resident told officials that the ammunition belonged to her son and claimed that she grabbed the wrong bag before heading to the airport. Officials say a variety of bullets were found for shotguns and handguns, adding it would be hard not to notice their weight. The woman now faces a federal civil penalty. Toms River Police are releasing home surveillance footage of an attempted burglary. Authorities say two suspects attempted to enter a home on Vincenzo Drive the night of April 27th. They couldn't get into the home because it was locked. Authorities say they tried to get into neighbors' vehicles, but those two were locked. The duo left the area in a sports utility vehicle, but are asking residents to look at the videos in hopes of identifying them. In New York, Mayor Eric Adams is creating a task force to tackle the issues at Rikers Island. The interagency committee will meet weekly and work towards swiftly implementing recommended reforms while keeping those in custody and correction officers safe. Adams says Rikers Island has been plagued by crises for years and will not allow it to continue. The mayor has called on a judge to give him a chance to fix the jail's issues before bringing it under federal control. Two teenage girls are recovering after being assaulted by a gang of suspects outside a Queen's McDonald's. Police say the fight started on social media before the 14- and 15-year-old victims were jumped on Springfield Boulevard Monday afternoon. The three teenage suspects are accused of using a stun gun and stealing one of the victims' backpacks. The 14-, 16-, and 17-year-old suspects have been arrested and charged with harassment and second-degree assault. The 16-year-old is also charged with weapon possession because of the stun gun. This Sunday night, a lunar eclipse known as the Blood Moon because of its reddish color will be visible May 15th in the New York City region around 11.30 p.m. Residents in New Jersey should be able to spot the moon from their backyards. That was your local news, and I'm Carly Murray.
4: This is Sam DeChuchis with your Roman News. The website University HQ released study results this week ranking Rowan University number 97 in the nation for online bachelor's degree programs. Among various factors, the study cited high retention and graduation rates, comparatively low in-state tuition, and a student-to-faculty ratio of 17 to 1. The study also considered the cost of tuition, admission rate, graduate salaries, number of programs offered, online programs offered, loan default rate, and the percentage of students receiving some form of financial aid. The University HQ study was the latest recently to rank Rowan well nationally. In early May, Rowan made the Times Higher Education's 2022 Impact Rankings, an international study that grades universities in relation to the United Nations sustainable development goals, which are research, stewardship, outreach, and teaching. In particular, the impact study gave Rowan high marks for ensuring health and well-being, for supporting gender equality, for promoting peaceful and inclusive societies, and for its partnerships and sustainable development practices. I'm Sam DeChuchis, and that was your Rowan News.
2: That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Rowan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Rowan Radio News Team.
1: I'm Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world. Starting with the NFL, Denver Broncos wide receiver and 2020 first-round draft pick Jerry Judy was arrested Thursday morning by the Arapaho County Sheriff's Department for a second-degree criminal tampering charge with a domestic violence enhancer. It was announced shortly after Judy's arrest that he would be held in jail without bond until his court hearing scheduled for 8.30 a.m. Friday morning. Arapahoe County Sheriff Tyler Brown stated that there was zero physical contact between Judy and the mother of his newborn. With NFL training camp quickly approaching, it will be interesting to see how Jerry Judy is affected by this criminal charge after being joined by star quarterback Russell Wilson this past offseason. Let's take a look at the 2022 NBA playoffs, shall we? Staying local, the Philadelphia 76ers have once again been eliminated from the NBA playoffs, failing to reach the Eastern Conference Finals for the fifth year in a row. As many NBA fans know, Philadelphia acquired future Hall of Fame shooting guard James Harden at this year's trade deadline. Harden, in 43 minutes of play, shot the ball only nine times in Game 6, a clear elimination game for Philadelphia. Harden's nine shots were good for only 11 points along with nine assists and four rebounds. To make matters worse, the once-prolific scorer shot the ball only two times in the entire second half. As for his star counterpart, Joel Embiid, he finished with 20 points in 44 minutes of play, shooting an ugly 7-for-24 on the evening. Trigger happy from beyond the arc in this one, Embiid went 2-for-8 from three-point range. The Miami Heat dominated the pace of play on both sides of the ball all night, resulting in a 99-90 victory on the road in Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler carried his squad for the fifth straight night as the veteran guard tallied 32 points, eight rebounds, four assists, and two blocks in 43 minutes of play. Other notable contributions for Miami came via the Struess Show. Emerging small forward Max Struess finished with 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists in 43 minutes of play. With this victory, Miami will advance to face one of Milwaukee or Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals as they fight for another chance to win it all. And last, but certainly not least, the entire crew here at Rowan Radio would like to wish the Profs softball team the best of luck in their D3 NCAA tournament run that will begin Friday, May 13th, against Cabrini University at 4.30 p.m. As for the Profs baseball team, they still await their D3 NCAA tournament selection. The baseball tournament selections will take place on Monday, May 16th, as the Brown and Gold seek another shot at the College World Series. With a tough nine to nothing loss coming last week against the College of New Jersey, The Rowan baseball team is hungry for a selection into the NCAA D3 tournament, looking to redeem themselves after an ugly loss. TCNJ's designated hitter Ryan Goodall tallied seven RBIs in the form of a grand slam and a three-run home run that would lead the Lions to victory. Once again, this has been Danny Ryan with your news from around the sports world right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.
5: I'm Megan Steckler with your own Report Business Update. Airbnb is making it easier to find more homes to rent. The company just updated its site for summer travel, adding dozens of new search categories like amazing pool, chef's kitchens, and historical homes. Users can also now split their trip between two homes. What's more, there are four protections being offered that guarantee the booking and check-in. Plus, if a listing isn't as advertised, Airbnb will find the renter another home or issue a refund. California Governor Gavin Newsom is proposing a multi-million dollar reproductive health package to prepare for the increase of people from out of state looking for abortions. Here's Dina Kodiak. That means California
2: taxpayers would help pay for abortions and they're already doing so through the Medicaid program, a health insurance plan for the poor and disabled. Newsom said on Wednesday, $40 million would be allocated as grants for clinics who offer abortions for free. They do so for people who don't qualify for Medicaid and don't have private insurance. I'm Dina Kodiak.
5: The relatives of of the victims of the 2021 Surfside condo collapse are reaching a settlement in their wrongful death lawsuits. The Wall Street Journal reports the victims agreed to a $997 million settlement on Wednesday after the collapse killed almost 100 people last June. The families had sued several businesses including Champlain Towers South's insurers and an engineering firm who warned the building had structural issues before it collapsed. Earlier this year, those who sued for property damage were awarded $83 million. The union movement is spreading at Florida Starbucks locations. Employees at four of the coffeehouse chain stores voted to unionize in the Sunshine State. Workers at a store in Miami Springs voted to form a union on Tuesday, as did workers at two Jacksonville locations. A Starbucks in Tallahassee was the first in the state to unionize earlier this month. I'm Megan Steckler and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your Weekly
6: Entertainment Recap with me, Karina Cologne. Britney Spears and her fiancé are setting a date for their wedding. Sam Asghari announced on its Instagram stories that they were officially planning on tying the knot. However, the exact date will remain a mystery till the next day. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pink and Paramore are among the headliners for this year's Austin City Limits Music Festival. The festival stretches over two weekends in October. Three-day general admission tickets begin at $295. Harry Styles spent a month at circus school to prepare for the stunts in his upcoming music video. A source told The Sun that the As It Was singer's new promo will not only see him in some really extravagant costumes, but also performing tightrope and trampy stunts. Styles is set to release his third solo album on May 20th. Diana Ross has a new song coming out. Turn Up the Sunshine is a collaboration with the band Tame Impala, and it will appear in the new movie Minions, The Rise of Gru. The soundtrack of the new animated film will most likely include contemporary artists covering classic 70s tracks of artists like John Lennon, Santana, Steve Miller, and Earth, Wind & Fire. The movie comes out in July. The Weeknd's Dawn FM is returning to number one on Billboard's Top Album Sales Chart. It's the album's second non-consecutive week atop the chart after it reached the milestone on May 12th following the release of its CD version. The recent peak is thanks to the release of a vinyl, cassette, and box set version. It sold 44,000 copies in the U.S. in the week ending May 5th. Elton John, Katy Perry, Lizzo, and more are joining the third annual Can't Cancel Pride Proud and Together fundraiser for the LGBTQ community. The event will also feature Sam Smith, Anita, and Dove Cameron. The artists will perform from the iHeartRadio Theatre in Los Angeles and remote locations across the country. Proud and Together will be showcasing the activism and issues that continue to impact the LGBTQ community. The event will be hosted by internet sensation Jojo Siwa and take place on June 14th. 5 Seconds of Summer is giving fans a lot to talk about. The Australian pop punk band dropped new track Me, Myself and I and shared the name of their highly anticipated fifth LP, 5SOS5. Five Five. This pre-release follows singles Take My Hand and Complete Mess. The album will be released on September 23rd. The third Guardian of the Galaxy's film is done shooting. Director James Gunn shared the news on Twitter with a photo saying, That's a picture wrap on the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Dolly Parton is teaming up with Taco Bell to make a Mexican pizza musical. Mexican Pizza the musical will be based on the true story of the internet losing its mind. Taco Bell calls the musical The Ultimate Encore. It's set to premiere live on TikTok on May 26. I'm Karina Colon, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio.
2: And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day.